Mic check, mic check. We are back. This is Black Coffee, no sugar, no cream. No this is episode 35. Wow, 35. 35. You know, I'm I was I was uh watching a um webinar. They called it a webinar on podcast, and you know, the average podcast only last last seven episodes. Really? And we on episode 35. That's incredible. Five times the national average. I think we're doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to thank you, my brother, because... Man, for what? For what? Come on with it. For what? You got to break this in down. In order to make this happen, when when, <laughs> when we um have obstacles like maybe, I wouldn't even call it tonight an obstacle, but to our listeners, you are in a remote location. We are in a remote location. We're not at the normal headquarters. Okay. So we just making it happen. But we yeah, have that's it. right, making it happen. And so this black coffee, no sugar, no cream. I'm Kenneth Jinx at Kenneth Jinx on all social media. And my co-host. I'm Brother Timothy Muhammad. <coughs> at I don't know where I'm at. I'm, I'm on something. <laughs> you only on Facebook. Hey, hey, hey I'm I'm at I'm I'm in front of the preposition. <laughs> All right, and we are everywhere. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Music Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeart, TuneIn. I got some company. Okay. I got some company. One person on the mic, another one scared. But That's good, man. Yeah. You down in Mississippi? How is Mississippi? Man, the humpback crooked uh, Mississippi is good. <clears throat> you got people walking around here with flip flops and tank tops. And today November. was really, I mean, today was really warm. You know, we brought our warm clothes down here. We had to, man, we had to shed them. We had to take them off. Oh yeah, it's and, very comfortable. We end up being in Jackson, then Brandon, then Biloxi. Yeah, I mean, it's man, it's beautiful down here. Okay, okay. We'll bring some of that weather back when you head this way. Man, watch this. A couple of pocketfuls. I'm emptying it out. Something like it. All right, man. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I'm trying to be like you. I ain't got no coat on, but hey, we 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 gonna make it happen. You comfortable? Yeah, I'm comfortable. You should That's see good. this. And you put this thing together. <clears throat> you should see this spot where we at, man. We might have to rent this thing out. <laughs> it's it's about, decent. Yeah, about fifteen chairs. Wow. But good without time. without further ado. I, I, I want to bring in our special guest tonight. This is a this should be a special episode. It will be a special episode. Okay. Um, it's it's right before the holiday. You know, every day is a day of Thanksgiving. That's right. Come on, preacher. But it is Thanksgiving week. We're recording this on a Monday before Thanksgiving. This will probably drop Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Okay, that's good. Um, I'm not going to play music tonight, but let me get my notes. I want to give the listeners my music playlist for the week. Come on, Black Coffee, no sugar, no food. Going back to 1991, Ghetto Boys, Mind Playing Tricks on Me. That's one, mm. That would be one of my first music selections. Second selection, okay. Mob Deep, Drink Away the Pain. That's from 1995. And in 2011, J. Cole, Forest Hill Drive, the intro. 
So all the listeners, okay. I'll put that in the bio. Uh, okay, good. I don't know if it's clean versions to some of those, but. <laughs> <laughs> but no, without further ado, our special guest, she is a mom. She is a wife. She is a businesswoman. And damn it, she is my therapist. Uh-oh. <laughs> And you put that effect up in. I thought you were gonna throw an effect. I can't hear, but I knew that would warrant an effect. Hey, let me put it in there. You don't throw it up in there. Throw it in the bag. Or, or, or maybe this one before I. But um, so let me sign a audio waiver before we get going, and a disclaimer. Yes, this is my therapist. Okay. Miss Shauna Waller is in the building. Hello. That's what I'm talking about. So how are you? Good. Glad to be here. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, for sure. How are you? I'm excellent. Good, good, good. Excited. Excited to be here. Okay. Well, let me go ahead, brother. No, no, no. No, no, no. Go ahead. Then I'll chime in. Okay. Well. I would just like to say it was kind of divine intervention isn't the word or the the term, is it? But we met kind of real organically just. (laughs) And, you know, brother, she was out with some friends. I was hustling. Y'all know I Uber drive if y'all fans of this episode. I mean, of this podcast. Now, when was this now? Oh, man, I was prepping for the uh, podcast and it was probably February. Yeah. Something like that. So. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, you know, she got in the car, sat in the front seat, asked me, did I do this full time? I said, no. She said, well, do you like this job, your other job better? And I couldn't answer it. I can mm. today. I can today though. Uh Oh, say it. I can answer today. <laughs> I like my day job better. Okay. But why? Why is because Uber is a hustle. If I don't get out and work, I don't make no money. I was off okay. work today. And I got paid vacation. Hmm. Oh, I was gonna say you got paid. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really beat that. Right. Mm. But then when I couldn't answer, she said that's the therapist in me, you know. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so then I said, That's oh, good. you're a therapist. That's good. What is a therapist? Well, no, wait, wait. Well, hold on. Y'all met. I mean, she needed a ride. You're giving rides. She asked you about this and that. And then how did she become your therapist? Uh, Well, I think I knew that night that I was definitely going to give you a call. I, I, I did take your information mm-hmm. um i had been in therapy before um, okay but the thing that impressed me about shauna was she was holding a conversation with me she was still able to engage with her friends i was in the car um okay. you know and the thing about therapy and we'll get into it is you have to be attentive to your client and so if she could do all that juggling in that little car ride at, you know, late at night. 
um, I was impressed. Okay. And I was out. My life was in shambles at the time. I'll just be honest with everybody. My life was in shambles. And um, I just kind of figured, you know, that it just everything happened for a reason. So, okay. and I, and, and we had started. And the, you noticed the difference. You, you noticed. Absolutely. Growth, but you noticed. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So it's working. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Look at that. I think that's kudos. Add a girl. Something goes out to Shauna. Go on and give it up then, Shauna. You're doing a good job. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Now, you call her Shauna, you got to call her Miss Waller. You no, know. you can call me Shauna. I'll look for my mother-in-law <laughs> if you call me Miss Waller. <laughs> so, before we go forward, Shauna, go ahead and, you know, state the credentials. You know, let them know I do this. <laughs> you know. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say... And none of the kudos really goes to me or to most therapists. It's it's the client that does the work. We kind of just kind of work through things, process it, and put the ideas out there. But obviously, you have to accept them and um, put them in your life. So kudos to Kenneth for coming forward and for being so open and honest. I told him before this started, I like wasn't going to release the fact that I was his personal therapist. I'm kind of just follow his lead, and so. Um, you know, kudos for him to be able to feel empowered by doing so. I think that's amazing within itself. So uh, credentials wise, I actually have a bachelor's in criminal justice from Illinois State University, and I graduated from there in 2004. And then I worked for um, Champaign County Probation and Court Services and worked out at the Juvenile Detention Center. And then I became a uh, parole case manager just decided that that was not really the field that I wanted to do, so um, started having some babies. So I have a son that will be 13 on Friday. And when I um, was pregnant with him, I decided, you know, I, was, I wanted to be with him, so, but I still wanted to further my career. So I um, started uh, staying home with him and then looked into going back to school for grad school. So super supportive husband and were able to make it work. He went back and got his master's as soon as he graduated in May. Then I started with my master's in August. So graduated from Eastern Illinois with a master's in community counseling. And um, my license, I had to pass a couple extremely difficult exams that I'm so glad are over, but I now have an LCPC, which is a licensed clinical professional counselor. So um, that is a bachelor's plus a master's. And then you have to take a licensing exam first to be an LPC, work for two years, and then you can apply to take the exam, be approved to take the exam, and then sit for it. And then if you pass it, you get those four fancy letters behind your name. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Why, thank you. I'm very proud. Like you, I was going to say, it sounds like you really, really... Man, have a passion for this. Absolutely, it, a it passion. It, you know, it wasn't easy. You no. know, you could have, you know, the opportunity cost of doing something else would have been far easier, you know, oh, fall for back sure. on something for sure. in case. What was the hardest part about it? Um, you know, I had what in my head was success and important titles and important jobs. And when you work with the Department of Corrections or when you work with um, an entity as, you know, um, as reputable as probation and court services and um, 
I had all that. I didn't, that was not what I was passionate about really was, is just people in general. So when you add a couple babies to the mix, and so I now I am a proud mom of three amazing sons. The hardest part is just trying to balance, you know, working through other people's difficulties and, and being with them in their tough times, but also managing my own family and, and making sure I'm there for them as well. Wow, I think that's good. I I didn't mean to kind of jump in on that, but go ahead. No, Brooke, you're just, good. You're good. Oh man, you know what? I'm I'm be I'm a I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm nervous, man. So I'm glad you jumped in. <laughs> I mean, I'm just interested in it because anybody, <clears throat> man. Look, <clears throat> the other thing I guess in the black community, they say, you know, somebody start talking about something you don't want to hear. That's man, you can miss me with that. You can go. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to do that. You can go on with that. Cause it's, I mean. So we have enough issues dealing with ourselves, let alone right. taking on somebody else's own <laughs> purpose. You know, something just by default just falling in your lap and you got to deal with it. But sure. Man, it's like a fireman going going into the Burnerville and telling everybody else to get out. Yes. So I applaud anybody that can go or attempt to get inside anybody's mind and help them to balance things out. So anybody that'll do that. I'm telling you, I, I, I give it up to you. I, I appreciate that. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. To me, Thank that's you. incredible. Yeah, I get, I'm get. i pretty blessed. I get the question all the time of why in the hell would you want to do this job? Like, why would you want to yep. mess with other people's messiness all the time? And the truth is I actually feel blessed. Like, no one, you know, you don't have to let me in. But I think that people that do, like Kenneth said, they just, they feel better. And so knowing that I can help people with, you know, obviously, I believe God blessed me with these abilities. So if I can help somebody better themselves, I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? So it's kind of mixing my passion and being able to, you know, make money at the same time. I don't know too many people that would deny the opportunity to do that. So I feel very blessed. I don't feel like it's a, a burden or that I'm jumping into a burning building, although I can understand why that would, you know, seem like that to some people, especially people that don't want to deal with stuff in their own life, let alone take on other people's. So I get it. Well, I think that's wonderful. How did you as a white woman end up being a therapist <laughs> for a black man? I, I see your face. I can't even see, <laughs> Ken, I see your face right now. I see you looking like, oh, here we go. Nope. Yeah, it is. It's a great question. And, you know, I, I will be honest with you. A majority of, um, the students that I have been blessed to work with are African-American and, and typically African-American males. I, um, I feel very privileged in a sense of I get people. Like I, I'll meet you where you're at. I don't have to, you know, grow up there. I don't have to be from that. But I, I will absolutely do my best to try to understand. And I think um, being a white woman in a community that um, I think – power in African-American males, we lack a little bit, just being completely honest. I think there's some really amazing African-American males in the community, but we don't see um, the young African-American males as much benefiting from them. So, you know, I try to do my best to um, finagle mentors or show them positive um, role models and such in that field. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I tell the kids I work with all the time, You know, and even the adults, like, I obviously don't understand where you come from, but I will do my damnedest to to try and to be there with you in every moment and try to explain to you where I'm coming from and just kind of try to meet in the middle. So 
Uh, I don't look at my clients as, you know, I'm this white lady trying to help this black guy. That's not at all. We all come together in the same um, aspect in in my office. There's no difference, really. Now, culturally, I think that you do have to understand a lot of things in order to get to people. So that mm-hmm. part of it's important. Um, luckily, I was I was blessed that Eastern has a really good cultural um, diversion program that you have to. I mean, that's a huge part of my um, education was learning what cultures, what works best for people, you know, and then obviously like hands on experience as well. And just to piggyback, I got some notes here, brother. Um, and part of and, and in my notes, I put. I think having a white woman as a therapist is helpful for me because I can talk to her and bring her kind of into my world and what I'm going through. Um, I don't think at this time, I said I didn't think having a black therapist would be as beneficial because I don't think I need someone at this time. At this time is, is, is is a key that would help me in the things that I was going through, you know? Oh, okay. So we can, like I said, I'll sign a, a, a waiver, an audio waiver, if, if it gets to that where we talk about that. But I, that, that, at this time, I didn't think, I don't think, you know, it's perfect. It worked mm-hmm. out. It's working out perfect for me because of that, you know. Yeah. I didn't need anybody that, hundred percent saw the world like I did at this time. I, I was my home. I was effed up, you know, mm-hmm. and and so I needed to talk to somebody that is a mom's because my my girl is a mom. My girl, you know, got children, so that dynamic, and so yeah. And I think I would say, too, I, you know, as a therapist seeking, you know, counseling myself, I don't I don't think I'd want a 37 year old white therapist. Like I want someone that sees things differently and is able to provide insight that I can't. I mean, some of my best friends could not be any more opposite than me. And I think that that always just gives you an opportunity for growth and an opportunity to see things differently. And that I think that's really important that a lot of people get to see different angles and different views and different perspectives as they grow as individuals. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. You know, I think about, <clears throat> you know, if you decide to go to a hospital, mm-hmm. if something happens right now, you already have in your mind who you want right. to, uh, who you want to serve. You know, you, you know what hospital you want to go to, you know, what hospital you do not want to go to. And when you get there, you know, you want to see someone that you know, kind of like Norm from Cheers. You want to go somewhere where somebody know your name. Right, you know, where you right. Feel comfortable. <laughs> so, the, <laughs> you know, you have to trust the person that you put your yeah. self into. You know, you wouldn't go to uh, a car mechanic to fix your leg. You just wouldn't do it. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. So, and when you go to a mechanic, you want to go to the person who you feel or think is the best mechanic. You don't necessarily go there because they're black, brown, right. red, yellow. Right, absolutely. You want to go to the person who you think, who the person who you trust mm-hmm. more than anything else. Because you're actually putting your mind or access, you know, to the deepest recesses of your mind you know it's, it's a very 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 vulnerable you know position to be in yeah, yeah. absolutely so 
you know, so and, and if it's working, it shows that you've allowed someone you trust to help you straighten out your junk drawer and just mm. kind of put things in order, you know, and try not to just throw everything in there, you know, and try to figure it out later. So I think it's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it's going to help a lot of listeners. That it's, it, it would at least, you know, get us to consider sure. getting somebody to help us to do something that we have been unable to do ourselves. I like the the drunk drawer analogy. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Another one of my notes. <laughs> so to the listeners, uh, if you're thinking about therapy, I'll just share some of the things that I get from therapy. Okay. Like I don't said, get carried away. Don't, don't tell everything. I'm not. <laughs> I just my said, confidentiality meter is going crazy over here. I just, <laughs> said, I just said it helps me unpack a lot of BS. Um, I got all these things that happen in my life that I really can't tell anybody, but I can tell my therapist. Uh, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's black coffee, no sugar, no cream. Okay. Black coffee, no sugar, no cream pie. You share with the priest, and now you got to worry about him disrespecting your kids and family. Good God. I shouldn't have said that, but oh well. Organization of the brain, little things you know are petty that you don't want to vent to your your uh to your to your loved ones. You t- you vent to your therapist is gone, and therapists are attentive. They're so attentive because you're paying them. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think that's part. I think that's a part of it. But I think I, I think there's value in paying somebody. Absolutely. To do something. Yes. You because of the quality. Listen, you can get anybody to put your floors down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I know that. Uh oh, I'm gonna back off of that. You can <laughs> go ahead. I mean, you can get anybody to you, put your floors down, or your you siding. can get anybody to put your, your floor down, or your siding, or your roof, or your kitchen, bathroom, whatever. You can get somebody, but you may have to pay what's called a premium or extra to get maybe a better or the best quality and you will feel better knowing that you're getting a great value, you know, or more bang for your book. Mm-hmm. So we, I mean, we, we, we pay for the things that destroy our lives. I don't think, I don't see much problem with us yes. paying things that destroy our lives. Mm, I love that. That is exactly correct. See, yeah, I'm, we'll, I'm we'll, supposed we'll, to be the one to sell people in the therapy <laughs> and now you're doing it. Are you in therapy? Really? Book? I was, I was wondering. Th- hey, listen, I'm at therapy right now. I mean, right now, this, on this I think microphone. This is good therapy. This is group therapy. I think Absolutely this is good. it is. Absolutely it is. And I am paying for it. There's an opportunity <laughs> call with my time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I could be doing something. Listen, you get paid because you give your time to produce a product or service, and you use those funds to give to your therapist. It's like a barter system, except with the medium of exchange, if we just agree that it's dollars. So we have to get out of the... Uh, the old mind said that I'm not going to pay for this. I'm mm-hmm. not. You are paying for it. Right. So pay for the best that you can get, you know. It just makes sense. Gotcha. You there? Yeah, man. I'm oh, just, okay. I mean, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, this is good. This this is working. This is real good. Well, let me, let me ask Shauna a couple questions. She answered a lot of our questions up at the top. Hmm. Okay. Tear that list up and let's just talk. Man, don't, don't stop looking <laughs> oh, at your okay, list. Okay, okay. Just blow with it. Hey, just like, just, just blow with it. Just black coffee. No sugar, no cream. Maximum, no chaser. Don't put no
And then right. I'll send you a bill. Okay, Shauna. Um, <laughs> one of the questions I did have, um, what's your clients look look for when, they, when they're choosing a therapist once they decide they want to try it? Um, I mean, I can't speak for them. I know a lot of them express to me, like, how appreciative they are of, like, a judgment-free zone as well as just my genuineness to people. Um, typically, people you know, it's, it's nerve wracking, like for mental health clients. Um, so part of my agency is, is court ordered substance abuse counseling. And then the other part is mental health. So I would say for both sides, it's extremely nerve wracking. Um, but when you come in and you meet the person and you, you first see them, obviously a lot of things happen right then in that moment. Like, do I trust them? Is this someone I'm going to be able to talk to? Can I share my business with this person? And I think they experience so much that I just give them a sense of comfort. Like, hey, we're in this together. You know, there's no expectations. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to label you. I, I could care less about the diagnostic criteria other than a lot of times in formulating treatment plans or coming up with, you know, what's going to be best for them. We need to go through it. But in regards to, to the labeling aspect, I'm not huge on that. Um, I don't want a person to have an umbrella to feel like they can walk around with that forever. The idea is that we identify it and then work through it. So I think when my clients come to me, um, definitely my openness. I'm a real person. I'm a human. I'll tell you there are days I'm like, man, I'm a hot mess when they come in, you know, and, and we'll laugh about it and joke. I have three little guys, and so getting them everybody out of the house and doing what we need to do. But when I get here and I get in a room with them, it's all about them. And so I think a, a big part of therapy in itself is just being a real person, you know, and knowing I'm no better than you. I'm not here to judge you but we are here to work through this together and you're not alone. I mean, I think I, a lot of people that come to me feel like no one understands, no one has the time to understand or they don't want anybody to understand. So I'm able mm -hmm. to kind of, to give that to them. And, and just like you said, you know, be attentive, sit with them and what they got going on and then, and try to help make the best of it. Hmm. You, you want to chime good. in or you, we can move forward. Well, I, all of it is moving forward. I didn't know if you wanted to go through like a interrogation like thing, or we're just going to kind of move into it. Do you know, you. just do one, come two, on. Two, I'm ready. Two. I don't want to go through the ones and the twos. You know, I'm just sure. This is what I think about. Go ahead. Because I look at what well, I mean a therapist, a therapist mm -hmm. or therapy. You know, yeah. what's it? Let's clear the word. What is a therapist? Well, I mean, what is therapy, actually? We can Google it and look it up, but I want to know, what is therapy? Um, I think my, of course, my opinion only is having an open, empty vessel, no judgment, you know, no impact on the outside of life. So when you come to this person, someone that you can talk openly and honest and know that your, your um, conversation remains confidential, but you can process things in a, an environment that you maybe wouldn't be able to anywhere else. And so to me, it's an individual that has your best interests, but also has confidentiality bound by lots of ethical guidelines, you know, but just someone that can help you sort through things that maybe understands or maybe has experienced it. You know, I think a, a lot of, a lot of what, a, what a therapist is, is, um, being able to understand people and meet them where they're at, no matter what, whether they've experienced it on their own, whether they've read about it, research, you know, I mean, I think all of that is, is 
very important, but at the same time being like a, just a really open person that they can share ideas or thoughts or, you know, past things that have happened and just work through them. Gotcha. Cause I tell you what comes to mind when I think sure. about a ther- when I think about a therapist or psychologist, not mm-hmm. necessarily a psychiatrist, but a psychologist. I think about a couple of movies because I like movies. I think about <laughs> one is uh, well, three. I got three movies that I want you to tell me. Okay. Just kind of you know, give me a little cursor view of what you think about it. One is a beautiful mind. Okay. Uh, another one is uh, Goodwill Hunting, mm-hmm. and and the other one goes back a little bit. It's called <laughs> What About Bob? Have you ever heard of those three? First of all, um, I. I know I've heard of A Beautiful Mind. You'd have to remind me what, what it is. Definitely okay. Goodwill Hunting I'm very familiar with. And okay. I f- feel like I know what about Bob is, but you have to tell Bill me. Bill Murray was in. Yes. Bill Murray, Richard Dreyfuss, uh, they, they were in What About Bob? Was it like about dementia or something? It was. Uh, he had some type of psychosis. He had this one... Um, therapist Mm -hmm. who had just had enough. It just couldn't take it anymore. So he was trying to push him off. He couldn't find anybody else to take him. So (laughs) on the phone, he uh, convinced Richard Dreyfuss to take him on as a client. And after that, Richard Dreyfuss' whole life ended up being, you know, I say in disarray, but actually balanced out in the end because Richard Dreyfuss had not dealt with issues that he had. He he had been processing people so much until him helping the most difficult case he had ever had actually help him to be in balance Mm. but what about goodwill hunting what what are your thoughts on him the character you know that he played and the issues that he had um who was the character again remind me uh uh, goodwill hunting that was uh matt damon yes matt damon um you mean what his like situation was what do you mean what his mental health state was (laughs) yeah what was his mental state and how did robin williams help him to come out of that? Well, I think a lot of it's self, self-awareness. I tell my clients all the time, like we first have to be able to identify what's going on. Not everything is a problem, right? So we have a lot of personality traits that can actually be beneficial for us if we learn how to use them in the right way. So I think for him, like I think Robin Williams kind of brought it um, out of him in regards to how to positively use this and how to Um, shift, you know, your energy and whether it's mania or however, you know, just to kind of be aware of the situation around you and then work through it. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge part of, of kind of how I operate as well. You know, I'm very client centered. So if someone brings something to me, I don't really care like what other people view it as normal or if it's, you know, I want to know how that person works with it and then what we need to do. Are you looking to change it? Are you lurking, you know, like working through it, living with it? Mm-hmm. So I could relate to that aspect a little bit. And the um, the beautiful mind, I don't remember. I don't exactly recall what that. Okay. Well, that, I think that's good right there. But as a therapist, mm-hmm. I mean, do you have to share a part of who you are to establish a trust or do, is it more like I'm asking the questions you answer the question. Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. All through grad school, professors made sure, you know, self-disclosing is probably not a great idea, causes boundary issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't agree with that. I think that it, I know me personally, if I'm going to go and sit and tell my deepest, darkest secrets, you know, um, for lack of better words, to someone, mm-hmm. I want to I want to relate to you. Like, I want to look at you as a real person. 
So mm-hmm. I disclose um, all the time when it's relevant. I don't make sessions about me, you know, mm-hmm. I, but I want people to know, like a lot of people say to me, such and such, is that normal? And, and I want to relate to them. I want to be able to say, yeah, it's normal. Like, you know, or what, what the hell is normal? I know that's a question on here too, but that was, that was definitely something. Yeah. Cause you know, mm-hmm. my situation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And I think that me disclosing information about myself, like, you know, Kenneth shared like about, um, you know, his, his situation with children and his wife and me relating to that. I mean, there are so many times I'm like, yes, I get it. Like I've been there, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that has helped us connect, um, on that level, as well as other clients that I work with They're, you know, they're experiencing grief and I can feel it. Like I know exactly how you feel in regards to losing someone that you love or, so I'm, I'm a huge, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm a big fan of self-disclosing when it's relevant. Again, I'm not going to spend 55 minutes of your time talking about me because that's not what it's about. But when it comes to relating to people, I, I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of when it's when it's the right time and when it's not. Hmm. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. Um, so so do you see a therapist? Does a therapist see a therapist? Um, do I do I see one? No. Have I seen one? Yes. Have I gone through many where I was like, yeah, that is not going to (laughs) work for personality reasons or, you know, I just, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in like your first sight reaction is probably going to be the, the, the best one to go with. And so if I don't feel like I'm going to be able to relate to them, I'm not going to waste their time or mine. So I'm very fortunate in a sense of, I have a lot of friends in the field. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, my best friend is my business partner. And so you, Again, you know, you can't really beat that. So I have amazing support systems, you know, all the way from family to my friends. And so do I get therapy? Yes. Are they like credentialed, licensed therapists? Not all of them. So, I mean, I think to me, a lot of times therapy is just processing things out loud and talking through. And I'm very blessed with that. That's interesting because I'm listening to the language. I mean, for a therapist to you know i'm thinking of math i'm thinking science sure you use the word bless Mm -hmm. you know it connotes some type of spirituality not necessarily religion but spirituality in your background i don't Mm -hmm. don't, very seldom do i hear people who are are professionals or call themselves professionals use the word blessed Mm. and how is it that you incorporate all that into there um you know i'm a i'm a like almost annoyingly happy individual. I think that my friends would attest to um, my level of passion just for life and for people. And I, I truly am blessed. I think that even though, you know, things haven't always been great. I, you know, by no means was handed, you know, silver platter with a silver spoon or, or any of that. Um, But I, I do look at them like the clients I work with. And I think this is different in some professions. I, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have them. I'm blessed to work with them. I led a group tonight and, and I ended with, I'm so grateful for all of you. It's a court ordered group. I'm sure they're thinking, oh yeah, I'm sure you're, you know, thankful for my money or thankful for, no, I'm not. I'm thankful for the individuals that have allowed me into their life because, um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know of any other way to say it except for to go back to the fact that every day I get to come to work and, and do what I'm passionate about and make a living and, and provide for my family. But also again, I work with my best friend every day. So, 
that's a blessing. Those are all blessings. Mm. Okay, let me chime in, brother. Now, uh, brother Timothy, you're hey, a, man, you, you, huh? <laughs> just, just start talking. You sit on there like you raising your hand, waiting on somebody to call on you. Just bust one up in there. <laughs> I told you I'm nervous, but uh, <laughs> you're a businessman. Shauna's a businesswoman, and she she owns her firm, Accent Counseling. Um, so accident has been around for a while though. Mm-hmm. So yeah. is that something you could talk about how you all became owners sure. of this farm? So, um, accent counseling was originated by Kathleen Colup and she is one of the most amazing individuals. She started this business close to 20 years ago. Um, oddly enough. So they did, I'm pretty sure they've always just done substance abuse counseling. Most of it, uh, court ordered, Um, A big part of our agency is DUIs. If you receive a DUI, um, there's a lot of treatment that you have to go go through on the uh, local level, on the criminal side of it, as well as the Secretary of State to obtain your driver's license back. So that is how the agency originated. Um, I met Kathy at a retirement party, like, I don't know, probably 10, 12 years ago. Within 20 minutes of meeting her, she, her and I were just joking and talking and she said, I need you to do me a favor. And I said, yeah, what, what's up? And she said, I need you to go back to grad school and, you know, get your license and buy my business. Wow. As simple as that. And I was like, really? Which, you know, again, like I, I feel like God gave me a lot of my personality traits that helped me be successful in this field. So I've always loved to help people, always, almost too much sometimes. Um, But I decided that I could, you know, yeah, I could make a career out of this. And so I did. Like went home, talked to my husband, and he was like, well, hang on, I got to go through grad school first. And so he did. And then when he graduated and I, you know, signed up and was accepted and started the following August after I met her. So, um, I did some, I ran some groups for her and just kind of fell in love with the agency itself. And then it's funny, my um, business partner and I joke about this all the time. So she didn't know about me and I didn't know about her. And I was not happy when I found out about her because her mom never told me I was going to have a business partner. It was you buy my business. You do this, you know. Mm-hmm. So then about a year mm. before it came true, she said, I want you to come to breakfast so you can meet my daughter. She's going to be your business partner. Mm. Uh, hold up. Mm-mm. I ain't trying to have no business partner. I hear about business partnerships all the time, and I don't want to I don't want to live that life. I do mm. a lot. I'm drama-free, so I'm not trying to be, <laughs> like, having not only an agency with another female did not sound fun to me at all. So ended up love her. Her mom knew exactly what she was doing from day one. So uh, Carly and I bought the business in July of 2017. So July of 18 was our one year anniversary and we incorporated mental health. So Carly's a CADC, which is a certified alcohol and drug counselor. So she does, uh, the evaluations and the, a lot of the secretary of state paperwork for the updates for the evaluations and, um, some of the intakes and does a lot of this stuff with the attorneys. I do more of the treatment portion. So then we incorporated mental health shortly after taking over. 
Um, and so now we kind of, my caseload's probably 50-50 with the court-mandated and then the mental health. And then she does, her caseload is all um, DUI and substance abuse evaluations. Mm. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, I have some questions. Yeah. So, um, so from the mental health, um, so you are licensed to actually diagnose. Mm -hmm. Correct. So you can diagnose. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I can't prescribe medications. That's okay. psychiatrist, but okay. I can diagnose. So a lot of times if people come to me and they just kind of tell me what's going on, um, we'll kind of, you know, sit down together, come up with, you know, what I think's going on, create a treatment plan, and then I'll take care of the treatment portion of it, but I will document it for them, you know, letterhead, initials, all that good stuff, and then send it to them to see their primary care doctor. And then at that point, they can either talk to them about a diagnosis or um, schedule an appointment with a psychiatrist. Hmm. So I kind of try to, what I the way I look at it is I kind of start the process for them because a lot of times they don't know what to say to a doctor. They think you only go to a doctor if you have a broken arm or a broken leg. Yeah. You know, they won't really talk to them about how they feel. And so it's important that I help advocate for them because that's, you know, that's what I believe in. That's my passion. Yeah. So. Okay, let's get into it. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. All right, brother, let's do it. Okay. Black folks. We finna talk about black folks. I'll do my best because okay. I'm a white girl, but I'll do my best. That's okay. I, <laughs> you're going to do just fine. <laughs> All right, thanks. All right, black. Hey, 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 brother Timothy, have you, have, you, have you heard this one before? I got some, got some quotes. Have you heard this one before? Go ahead. Um, you ever had an auntie, uncle, grandma, mom? Oh, my nerves is bad. My nerves is bad. Mm. You ever heard that one before? Who? You. Yeah, today. We've been dealing with this it. stuff for years, um, and all we've been calling it is um, bad nerves. Mm. Listen, we hear it all the time because, I mean, listen, this is important. Anytime a people are subjected for 400 years and don't know their name, their language, their culture, their religion, mm. don't know where we really fit in in life, you know, and then the face of the person that put us in the position, it's hard to trust the same face to help us get out mm. of the position. Now, I can't see you, Brother Kenny, talking to a white man for no, him no, to no. be your therapist. Hell no. Well, look how I mean. <laughs> too too much how. testosterone going on. In, I, I, no way. No way. Not a white man. No. No. But, I mean, your nerves. It'll work your nerves because... <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it'll work your nerve because there is a history there. Mm. There's a real history that says, I can't really trust this face. You can't get past the face. The but face you know what, the though? In, in, in defense, in defense, my first, my very first therapist was a white man. And um, Why'd you, fire him? you fired him. Why you fire him? No, nah, he, he left the firm. He, he left the firm that I was at. But, um, Today, today, from basically what I'm going through now and what I've went through, probably since 2016, no way, no way, I can't, I can't sit in front of um, a male. Period, uh, you know, 
I could. Wait, now that's biased. I know. <laughs> I just that couldn't. I just that, couldn't. That, that, they call that a sweeping generalization. That's a package. You done put all males in a package. Yeah, to I need I need I need I need some estrogen, man. If <laughs> I need some estrogen. I can't. It would be too much testosterone. And I'm Shauna No, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> It'd be no way. Some of that stuff I can't. I don't there was no way. But but no, I and so my nerves is bad. Okay, another one. Another one. Uh he don't need no therapist. He just need his ass kicked. You you heard that one before? <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I might have actually said that before. So you don't say that one too. So that... <laughs> but you know, but you know, it's interesting because usually by the time that happens, we let things we let things get mm. so far, yeah, out of pocket. You know, anytime you have to result to anything like that, a capital, then something has gone wrong mm-hmm. in the spiritual or the guidance part. You know. Uh, it's kind of like telling the child, look, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Explain to them why. Maybe they won't do it. Give them another chance, don't do it. And let them know the consequences or the repercussions of it. And night right. might be enough. But in, in the uh, court system, especially in Champagne, when I, you know, if you go to bookings every now and then, because I, man, that'll mess my mind up to watch some of the crazy stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, 18, 18, 20-year-olds are doing. And then I look at the picture, and some of them are like smiling like, what? Like mm-hmm. no big deal. Like three, three, what they call it, three hots in a cot. And then they, and then they, you know, they'll, they'll tell their friends, you know, check out my uh, mug shot. So how do you deal, Shauna, with somebody who the court appoints you to help somebody who doesn't even feel bad about doing anything wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will agree a hundred percent, and and it's it is upbringing, and I think. Um, you know, I, I used to say when I worked out at JDC, like it was so tough for me because I could do my damnedest when I was out there with them, you know, and I could give them 110% and do everything I possibly could, but then they go home and home looks like, you know, no structure. And I'm not saying this is every kid out at JDC because that is not the case. Um, but, but some of the kids that I would work with, you know, they would then be turned back to nobody gave them a curfew. Nobody cares if they come home. Sometimes people aren't mm-hmm. even home to see if they come home. They don't get fed, you know, and their needs, their basic needs aren't being met. And so when they come to me, you know, I'm probably different in that aspect. I I tend to, I want to know what happened. Like, why are you this way? Why do you not care? Because obviously most people, now there are some people, right? Like sociopath, psychopath type situations, but most people are, are not born to not give, you know, to not care about other people. Most people Mm -hmm. have been taught that they can't. And so then you look at trust, you look at were their basic needs being met, you know, all of that stuff. And so when they come to me, my first thing is why, like, how do we get here? Even if they're smiling mm-hmm. and trust me, I, I mean, I see it when the, it's like accountability, not so much at Accent. I don't, I don't see that as much here. I think our clientele, um, they're really good people. They're really, really good people that messed up. And so in regard, you know, more so at, at the schools I've worked in and stuff, the kids think that nor- it's normal. It's normal to smoke every day. It's normal to rob people. It's normal to do what you got to do to get dinner. So, I mean, I see the normalcy there a lot more. And and I, I think my perspective is just to to figure out why. Like, why do you not care? 
And is there anything, mm. you know, I don't, I don't ever believe that there's no like coming back from that because I think that, you know, even just depending on one person or learning trust in one person can take you a really long way. Mm. How do you keep yourself from being too attached? Because I mean, just, just listening to you and just hearing somebody's story, knowing that, knowing that they need more than an hour or mm-hmm. two hours and knowing that you'll help for the moment. Sure. But as soon as they leave, they're going to go right back into a restimulative environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you keep yourself from being attached to it and going to the next one, I guess? Sure. Um, I, I think I, I'm not good at not being attached. I'm attached to my people, and I, I'm okay with it. I think what I do in that hour with them is is what I can, and I just give them everything I can in that one hour. I'm I'm very realistic in a sense of I don't think I change people's lives. I don't have a magic wand or um, but what I do is is give them my utmost attention in that hour and come up with every solution we can and in hopes that I'll see them again, you know, and then we'll just continue to do the work. Um, I don't I don't ever feel bad when people leave. And that's because I know I, I did whatever I could in that time with them. You know, I, it's sad, like mugshots, you know, it's, it's sometimes like a digital yearbook and that's sad, like, because I know the potential that those people had at one point and I hope that they can get back to that. But, you know, I mean, that's the life that they're living right now that doesn't have to be there always or there forever. Mm. Wow. Well, congrats goes out to you because I mean, me as a black man, knowing Mm -hmm. that the issue that's going on in our black community. Yeah. And I know that, you know, quite a few, I mean, one of the biggest problems I know for a fact that's plaguing the black community and dealing with these psychological issues is the children don't have a father yeah, or a father figure to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Stop. Don't do that. You can't do that. Or there could be going to be consequences. Not so, not so much to be, you know, to mean or be the monster or to be sure. this other kind of stuff, but just to be there, to be at it. You know, the greatest teacher is a good example mm-hmm. to have the father there as an example, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's great to have the therapy part, but it's just challenging because most of, and I want you to tell me what you think about this, most of the uh, households in our community are headed by females. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I know that I know that the children, boys and girls, are longing to have that black father figure in the house or around or even in the school, and they don't see it. I mean, how right. do you how do you deal with something like that? Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of touched on that earlier. I think that um, I think you're 100 percent correct, and I I work with so many kids, and I can't. I mean, it'd be a like single digit percentage of people that either have both parents intact or even one know who their dad is or that he's actually available to them, whether it's because he chooses not to be or because he's locked up or or whatever the reason is. So um, I think that, you know, what I would love to see more of is parent involvement in general, no matter if that's your mom, your dad, your granny, whoever, you know, is raising you. But seeing and, and giving them opportunities to see that there is a world outside of what they see currently. You know, so I'm all about experiences. I think that, you know, if you if you can go to an NBA game or you can go to um, a city council meeting, you know, and see an African-American person sitting up there. And if you can go, you know, 
to any type of political event and see, I, I just think you need to see people that look like you doing really great things and not see people that look like you always on mugshots or always in the papers or always, you know, on the news. I, I just, I think that there are really, really great, powerful African-American people in our community. We just don't see them as much. And that's sad. I mean, I think that, that they should be more um, visually represented in for the positives. And so I think that as a, as a parent in the community, it, it's kind of your job to make them see that. Mm. Does that make sense? That makes a whole lot of sense okay. to me. I mean, it, it certainly makes sense because okay. you have to care to want to do something. Like Absolutely. That. And you can't live mm. under, I tell my, my students that I work with all the time, like you can't live under the, my daddy's not home umbrella because he's not home. So, so what? So then you're going to turn around and, and be the same kind of dad. Like we got to make changes, you know, changes have to happen in order for us to see progress. So we can't just be like, that's why I act the way I do. Or my dad's in prison. My uncle's in prison. Okay. So we're going to be the first people to be different. Awesome. That's good. That's real good. I think that's good. That's a good takeaway. I mean, what else, I mean, what else can you tell them? Like, okay, that that happened. Okay. Now, now exactly. And I mean, again, you just got to own it and, and move on. That's the unfortunate cards that you were dealt, but that doesn't, again, not your forever. You got that right. Because when I take a look at um, someone who has arm, leg, leg, arm, their head, they all have faculties and doing nothing. And I see someone with no arms mm-hmm. working as hard as they can. There's some lady that has you know, lo- no legs, but she's taking care of her children. She's doing real well. Right. She's, you know, making the best out of the cards that she was dealt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A huge part of that's mindset. You know, there, there's plenty of time and, and plenty of reason to play the victim role. But I think a, a huge part of that is, is just accepting it and then doing what you can to make it different. You know, I think if you, if you have that mindset that this is not going to be my life, I promise it won't be. If you believe like I can fall in, you know, because this is everybody around me, it'll happen. Okay then, Sean. I think you did pretty good. I just Thank it's, you. it's like one hour in, and I don't see you as a white therapist. <laughs> you just a therapist. <laughs> All right, that's success. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, listen. I mean, that's important because sure, like 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 any relationships are established by interaction. Absolutely. So as we interact. You know, it melts away. You know, the, the, the warmth of truth melts away the facade. Mm-hmm. So when, when I see you, when I look at you and I see this, you know, immediately, whether we say we judge or not, we do have an, oh, absolutely. an, an immediate initial picture of who this person is. I mean, you don't have to let them know. You can just wait and just kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. Or you can stay skeptical until that skepticism is removed. Sure. So I'm just commending you on you not a white therapist, <laughs> a therapist. well I really appreciate that I because think I was wondering I was asking him you know like man you know why how you get a white therapist, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, love you know, you know, I think that's you great. I mean, <laughs> right how can she possibly understand what you're saying yeah. but I understand I understand the, you know the objectivity Mm-hmm. Absolutely. On the one hand, you know, you can empathize. On the other hand, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, if you ask the right questions, you know, you can get 
you can get the right answer. Sure. And there's a there's a um, there's a fiduciary relationship here. There's a, some trust there mm-hmm. that you know he lets you in and you straighten the drunk dry out and then right. you say just That's... keep it like this. Stop throwing the stuff in there. Talk about you gonna come back to it. Just right. go ahead, you know, straighten it out now. You know so. I th- that's good. I think that's really good. It helps shed some, you know, a g- some light on some things that, you know, I've been thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, so I think okay. that's good. Well, good. I'm glad I passed your test or at, oh, least, Lord. at least one of the questions on the test. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> and, and brother Ken, it sounds like you kind of relaxing up a little bit. You kind of. Yeah, I'm doing all right. You know, uh, I didn't, I, you know, we, we sometimes have fruit juice, but uh, I didn't have that tonight. <laughs> You know, well, you got you got, the, you got the spiritual nectar. It's going. Yeah, through. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, I do have a couple couple more questions. I want to sure. play a game with you all before we leave. So, uh, um, we got to make some time for that because I got some fun questions I want to ask you two uh, rational mm. individuals. Um, Let's not get crazy. I, I I can get crazy, but I, I'll see. I was more with the is. rational part. We'll, I mean, we'll I, you're rational. gonna give a rational answer, <laughs> but uh, man, if you don't just come on. But um, just uh, I know you like you said you do a lot of court order, um, you know DUI stuff. Uh, can we talk about just the the dynamic of self medicating, mm-hmm. and you know one of the um, topics? I just can you tell when. When somebody uh, um, is is doing it because they have maybe some underlying oh, sure. issues mm-hmm. when they come in for the court appointed thing and you know yeah that's actually that's a great question we actually were just talking about that in group tonight so so many people thank me when they leave and they say the DUI was the best thing that could have ever happened to me which is crazy to think about with the amount of money and the hoops you have to jump through but. What they're trying to say is I probably would have never addressed the issues I had that I was dealing with, with either smoking every day, drinking every day, if I didn't have to come here. But my, you know, this court-ordered stuff then brought me in, and and people are like, hey, if I'm going to pay this amount of money, I might as well try to see if I can make it work. And so then, you know, they open up, and we uncover a lot of things that they don't need to drink every day to feel normal. They don't need to smoke every day. And so, yeah, I think that the the court ordered aspect is the first thing. But once we get going, that's like the farthest thing from either one of our ideas or, you know, what's important. Hmm. Yeah. And that's what that was one of in one of the, the songs that uh, I, I talked about at the beginning of the show, the mob, the drink away the pain I, that, you know, that was kind of I was listening to that mm-hmm. song like last week. And I was like, man, I just start putting that together just how they put that in a song but um i mean a uh, lot of people try to make themselves feel better on like a minute to minute basis you know we don't we don't not very many of us actually get to like to the root of the issues we deal with what like either the consequences or the actions not so much like address what's really going on yeah because i mean okay just an off-the-wall question I just thought about. You know, I Uber drive, that's my hustle, and students party sure. like it's 1999, you and know. Tuesday to Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, maybe the stress is a school, you think, mm-hmm. or just, I mean, uh, and, and there are some people that I've picked up that 
are very stressed. They have to maintain a, a certain grade point average to be able to stay in school or maybe to keep a scholarship. It, 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 it's just a lot that goes on in the world that sure. just people have so many high expectations. And, and how do you... I mean, do they just need to come to therapy and talk about it? Or, you know? I mean, I, I deal um, mainly the college kids, the population that we see are kids that have gotten in trouble. Okay. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be a DUI, but it could be vandalism, destruction of property while they were drinking. If they, if they were using any substances when the um, event happened, then they have to usually receive some form of uh, evaluation. So, yeah, when they come to me, it is. Like, I had four finals. You know, my, my brother goes to Harvard. My other brother goes to Stanford. Like, I'm at the U of I. Like, my parents have, you know, tons of pressure on me. So, I mean, I see that. I also see it's so socially acceptable around here. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Like, getting wasted to where you don't know your name, don't know. I mean, that's like, that's that's okay. That's normal. Oh, trust me. I know. You know, sure. I'm sure you see it. I see it, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I've gone to college, you know, so yeah, I get it sure. too. Me too. I mean, I, yeah. I, I see that. Um, but I do think like stress is, is a huge part of it being, um, you know, we see a lot of people that live in fraternities and sorority houses. Mm-hmm. And I think that part of that is somebody's always up for drinking, yeah. you know, out of a you know house of 20 people, somebody's down to yeah. do something. So, yeah. um, I, I think it's a, it's an environmental thing for, for sure. Kind of situational where they're at. Let's just talk about the field, mm-hmm. you know. Brother Timothy, you are a, uh, I was telling Shawna, you, you used to cut my hair when I had hair. You put the clippers mm-hmm. down and picked up a hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, Shawna is in the, what is your field? Just therapy, psychology? Um, yeah, like, well, mental health counseling. Mental health counseling, yeah. okay, great. Mental health field. So just... I mean, a few questions, um, the obstacles in your field, um, uh, just dealing with people that kind of may not respect it or look down on it. I mean, how do you deal with that? Uh, I, I think the court ordered therapy is hard. I never wanted to do court ordered therapy. I really had this idea in my head that I would be this person that people sought out because they wanted to, right. you know, not necessarily because they had to. Um, but I, I look at it much differently now. I think that I have an ability uh, to connect with people when they're going through some of the worst things in their life. So, you know, a lot of people that come through accident have never been in trouble before. And now they're court ordered to do all these things and they're confused. And so I look at it as my ability to meet them in the worst case scenario and provide the best case treatment is, is the way I look at it. So, um, you know, it's funny that we say a lot of times people give us a hard time about how much we charge or whatever. And I'm like, hey, you get what you pay for. Like, this is good stuff here. Like, you hear that, <laughs> brother? Don't you, haven't you said that before? Man, I say that all the time. And I don't have a problem with people not seeing my value. Sure. I don't have a problem with that. And sure. I, I don't devalue my uh my worth. Mm-hmm. You know, you when you start out doing something, you may devalue yourself and you may bring your worth down just to kind of, you know, there are barriers to entry. You know, I gotta get in, so I gotta be the cheapest. I'm cheap. No, I don't have, and I've done I've done it, you know. I'll tell people, you know, go get another estimate. I'll beat somebody else's estimate. 
I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, examine, analyze, and then I'm going to tell you how much I charge to do it. Sure. And it, everybody cannot afford me. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I did. I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, it was hard. Like, it was really hard. Like, I'm in the helping field, but I have to charge. I have to charge people, right? But, you know, I, I have I have come full circle with that. I, I 100% accept that there are other therapists in the area that are probably cheaper. I know that there are some that, that take insurances and different types of insurances. So I'm okay with that. Like, the ones that come through my door are meant to come through my door, and I just have to be okay with that. And disclaimer, at first, you know, when I signed up, I was... Yeah, let me, you know, get my email in. I mean, my insurance. He was like, well, we don't take insurance. I was like, <laughs> okay. And then and then it was like, all right, what do you charge? And then, you know, I got the, um, you know, then when you told me, I was like, I kind of breathed, uh, breathed a breath, a sigh of relief, like, because, yeah, like, it was a lot, but it wasn't like, it wasn't astronomical. That's what I tell the listeners. It's not, it's, if, if you just got to rearrange some things, you know, if, 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 you know, you go out three times a month, maybe go out two times a month, you know, (laughs) but. And I think like, you can't put a price on feeling better. Yeah, you you can't, you can't. And And I I tell people, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm like, Hey, they're like, man, it's, you're too expensive or this is, I don't have enough money. I say, your problem is not your expenditures. You don't make enough money. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should shy away from telling people that, but I think, <laughs> I think yeah, I'm I mean, well I mean, worth it. <laughs> oh, that's another, funny. another, another question I want to ask, um, balancing spirituality versus actually going to therapy. I have I have a quote. What if what if you praying and God tells you go to therapy? That's just like if you having a stroke. Yes, we need prayer. My, you know, my 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 family member, my loved one is going for this operation, but you going for the operation, like. So, what if somebody? you know, witness something horrible and our community, man, man up, man up, pray about Mm -hmm. it, man up. Like that's to me crazy. Mm -hmm. Like I I just don't, I'm just starting to get to a point where some of this stuff is just nonsense. Mm -hmm. Like God might be telling you, you need to go get some help. Yeah. But I think in 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 our community, brother, what you think? We just we just pray, we just think we just pray and it goes away, right? Well, I, I mean, I can't put everybody in the same box. I don't have a box big enough to stick everybody in. Sure, I think because you know, so many people ask me ask me questions like, "Well, they'll say, matter of factly, I know you voted for Donald Trump." I'm like, "Why? Because I don't have anything bad to say about him." Mm. Like, no, you know, I mean, because of, I mean, the money you think I make or where you think I live, you know, we all, we, it's not, it's not a monolithic type thing. 
we all motivated by our, our own self-interest. Everybody don't need the same thing. Right. Some people can, man, some people can go to church and everything works for them. Some people can never go to church. Everything works out good for them. Some people can go to therapy and it works. Some people don't go to a formal form of therapy sure. and that works for them. I think we have to identify what works for us. Mm-hmm. And if that works for you, you have to unapologetically continue to do it. Because you know what works for you. Now, I don't try to, I used to try to convince people of what I thought they needed. <laughs> and that, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so I handcuffed myself to their problem, man. I had to find the key to get myself loose from that shit. Right. I was handcuffed to their problem. Every time I thought about them, I thought about their problem. I'm like, man, that's, that's occupying too much parking space in my mental garage. So I had to get, the, get my spiritual tow truck out. <laughs> And get rid of all these unnecessary people that's parking for free. And it freed up my mind. And then I could be more successful in sure. what God called me to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't you know. No, I'll so agree with you. I don't I don't think therapy is for everyone. I, and I know, like, as a therapist, people might be like, how are you going to say that? But, I mean, I think coping skills, I think dealing with stuff, I think addressing things, I think that's what's most important. And how you do that, not my business. If you need my help, awesome. If you need my you know, professionals in my career. It's just so many people don't deal with stuff. They just stuff it. Yeah. And then they make mm-hmm. they make these little problems. And by the time you actually address it or deal with it, they're massive problems yeah. you've been dealing with on your own for all these years. Yeah, that's I, what happened to me. Yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time, like, why are you holding yourself hostage? Like, don't you love yourself more than that? You know, that doesn't have anything to do with me or the person sitting across from you. That's on you. Like, you are the one that has to carry that around. And that sucks. Because there yeah, are, you I know, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And there's lots of, I mean, exercise, activity, you know, good friends, meaningful relationships. There's lots of coping strategies that, that are not a therapist. And I know people that would never go to counseling, but yet we're like the best of friends. You know, I don't push, I don't push my work off on other people. Again, I, I feel like the people that, that make their way to me are there for a reason and, and will do good work. I promise. But if they That's don't good. make, you know, they don't make it their they way here, I just pray that whatever they do decide to do, they do something and just deal with what they got going on. Yeah. That sounds good. That, that, that's good. That's, that sounds like, I mean, that's true. great words spoken from a true therapist because, yeah, two people can eat the same food. Sure. One gets constipated and the other one gets diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> what a great analogy. <laughs> So you know it's gonna be hot. Yeah, you've been down in Mississippi. I can tell you that's that, that's straight from Mississippi right there. That, that line. Oh, that's great. But you know, it's, it's, it's not so much what happens; it's how you deal with. Absolutely, and it, and it's dealing with it. Period. Right? Like, deal with it. Don't just like tuck it away. Yeah. And this whole right. like suck it up. You know, don't be soft. That's right. not a real thing because it, it ends up real. impacting who you are and you don't get to be the real you because you're dealing with all this stuff on the inside, you know? So you're you're kind of denying the world of, of who you're supposed to be because you're you're stuck with all this stuff. Yeah. You know, Sean, I think that's good. Thanks. I, I think that, you know, it's somebody, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and recommend somebody. I done interviewed you. I think you done done good. I'm going <laughs> to recommend somebody to come to you because, yeah. you know, sometimes, sometimes in the black community, everybody mm-hmm. that has ever offended you look like you. Yeah. Well, I, I can see how sure. to trust someone, I guess, so-called outside of the community, wherever you can get help. Sure. 
That's fine. That's that's not a problem. So it's somebody I'm going to send to you. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. So, yeah, that's good. I, I I can see it. You 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 smart shit. You got good sense. I like. Oh, that. thank you. Thank you very much. That's a huge compliment. Hey man, well, can you, and you and you must have good sense too, because you picked as your therapist. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, we man. both won. Yeah. Look at that. That's good. That's super good. Yeah. Hey, but 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 but. but. But before we get to our game, I think we covered a lot, man. Maybe Shauna can come back and do a part two in a few months. We'll see. Yeah. In the spring or something. For sure. Okay. And I got to say this. Honestly, I got to say this. Someone shared with me that the podcast is good, but the time, how we look on the time. I'm just echoing. Yeah, we got, but you know what? We Sometimes we do just run our mouths a little too much. And 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 we gotta be cognizant of that. But sometimes we got good content. I, I listen, you know. And and what another thing that I'm gonna do is put timestamps, like when we talk about things, so people won't have to listen. If you know, but we 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 still working on that. I, I got you. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I want to give a couple of shout outs. You know, Roosevelt Moore. Yeah, I know Roosevelt Moore. Man, Roosevelt been he been he been he been on it. He been listening. Shout out to Roosevelt Moore. Shout out to Brother Roosevelt. Yeah, man. So uh my That's guy good. my guy OJ from uh from Danville. Uh Sean Livingston actually subscribed to the uh Apple part. And just wanna thank uh Eric Felix for joining us last last episode. Elf, the DJ Elf. DJ DJ Elf. And I met uh, another podcast um, out of Champaign, The Mogul Show, featuring my homegirl, Yvette Campbell. She a photographer in town. You know Brother Tay. You used to cut his hair. You know Brother Tay. But let me, let me, tell, let me show you the topics. Him. Yeah, you know him. He used to cut, you used to cut his hair. Does he need his kitchen remodel? <laughs> I don't know. But let Once me, a client, always a client. Let me, let me, let me. Let me talk up. about some of their topics. Okay. They they five episodes in. Um, mm-hmm. Their first episode is not shaving, consider bad hygiene. Mm. Um, code switching, interracial relationships, and they dropped an episode today, the, the N-word. So they want to come on our podcast. I said we'll come on theirs. They straight out of Champagne, so shout out to the Mogul Show. Okay. Um, the, the what now? What do you they, call it? The Mogul Show. It's 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 three M-O-G-U-E-L. three women. M O M O G U E L M O G U E L S. I don't. Uh, they know who they are. <laughs> I got, they got that phonetic thing on Yeah, yeah. So uh, shout out to all them. I, I hope I covered everything. But let's get to this game. I want to play with y'all. Okay. Okay. Is it rated PG? I don't know. <laughs> PG thirteen. I'm gonna go PG thirteen. No, PG. I mean, that means it's pretty good. PG thirteen. <laughs> Shout out to six brown chicks on Black Twitter. Shout out to Damon DC Clark. Um, kind of like some Dear Abby. Oh, okay. Okay, let me see here. Yeah, this is a good one for both of y'all. Dear DC, I'm a 28-year-old male engaged to a 27-year-old female. We have been together for six years. We met at college. We've lived together for almost three years. While trying to get approved for a home, 
I found out she has a hundred thousand more debt than I thought. A mm. hundred fifty thousand k total. I'm pissed. We can't get a house now. I don't know if I want to commit to her and paying off her bills. What should I do, brother Timothy? Go. Man, I don't know where to go. <laughs> Man, you got to have an answer. You better go to okay. the bank. Well, I look at it like this. When you look at a relationship, initially when you start out with a relationship, that may, I mean, the first question may not be, hey, what's your FICO score? That may not be the first question. But at some point in time, you want to know what, what, what is your financial, what's your spiritual situation? What's your mental situation? What are your, what's your physical situation? What's your financial situation? What are your political views? Otherwise, there's no there's no good reason to continue to build a relationship if you don't know what kind of bricks or mortar each person is bringing in. That was pretty good. You don't know what type of, uh, what are they bringing? You don't wait until, like, you know what? I've been with you for a while. I, I like you. I love you. We're going to spend the rest of our life together. Hey, what's your credit? What's your credit like? Hmm. So I think I'll I'll uh, kind of answer that question as well. Like I, first of all, like what's the debt for? Is it like student loan debt? Are they bettering themselves? Know you know, I know, but my that would be my question. Like, yeah, is it credit question. card debt? Because then you got a spending issue, and there's a whole other issue. Hundred fifty thousand is is a lot of money, but I think um, and he didn't know about a hundred thousand of it. So, so then it probably isn't student loans. He's not a doctor, is she? Right. See, that's important to know. There's a lot of missing that's information. Important. You see this? I need all the information. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because if he's a doctor and she has $150,000. Right, that's nothing. Student loan debt, and she's going to be making $100,000, dollars 300000 right. then you don't want to jump ship before the benefits start coming in. I mean, right. they, that, I mean. <laughs> no, I'm saying Look if, at y'all. Okay, okay. Well, you know. Uh, all right. All right, pass, go, collect $200. Yeah, we got this. Keep going. Next. Okay, now this one is, this one is, okay, y'all ready? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, now, this is PG. Okay, pretty good. (laughs) I caught him texting at his, I caught him at texting his coworker late at night. He said it was nothing. So I go to his job and confront her. She's six months pregnant. Oh. It's his. Oh, shoot. He sees me and gets on his knee and proposes to me in front of her. How do I accept this new baby in our marriage? Shauna. <laughs> she ain't accepting. Shauna. Yeah. Or Mari Povic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I mean. Come you know. on. It, am I, so I'm the, I'm the chick. <laughs> This is my, I'm the chick. You're the therapist. Oh, shoot. Oh, that's totally different then. I thought I was the Yeah, chick. you're this the therapist. I, told, I, I thought you all were rational. No, I didn't I mean to put we yourself in the. in like real people mode. No, I didn't realize I was answering as no. a therapist. Yeah, I, 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 me too. I thought you, See? I mean, like playbook. Okay, my fault, guys. I, I, I said you all were rational people okay. that would answer these questions. Yeah, even as a rational and I person. Said a, uh-uh, a black dear happen. Abby, you know. <laughs> Okay, so right. as a therapist, perspective. Though. So she, so so so. Okay, so let's. Okay. You said the last one. You needed more. Okay. So this one, she's basically said, 
how do I accept this new baby in on myself? Right, she so says, she's, going, yes. she's doing yes. it. Okay, she's, she's on this thing. Okay, so, um, you know, how did it happen? Like, where where did this, because I'm going to need to know as a therapist, like. That's a therapist, that's a therapist. That's yeah, a you therapist. Did, are you just, that's were you not happy originally in yep. your marriage? Like, how did we get to this point to make sure we don't ever get there again? So if if we're working, you know, as a team, the three of us, we're going to we're going to figure out like to include this baby as part of our marriage, not part of your infidelities. And that looks a lot different. So I, I think Ooh. I would I would uncover a lot more of how this happened, like how we got there versus more of how we're going to accept the baby. You see Shauna. Yeah. You are a white chick. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am. That's crazy yeah, you, that you just noticed that. Uh-uh, you, uh-uh, you were like, all right, now let's just find out what happened. Let's just say to her, do you love her? Do you love her? Do you love her? <laughs> Opposed to, hell no. Right, I'm going to beat the, the yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm a therapist. As, now, you didn't ask my I, question as, as, a like a, as a married woman. That's a, that's a lot different answer. Gotcha. As a therapist, <laughs> that's a, you have right. to ask. That's my more professional questions. mode. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly. Right. That's very. That's very objective. The other one, you, it's, it's subjective. When you just like, you know what? I mean, you, you just. That's a hell of a thing, though. Yeah, that is. That sucks. Yeah, you know, man, this has been going on for six months. At least you don't just get somebody yeah. pregnant. I mean, maybe. No, just no. It's not. Yes, it's not a. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it probably wasn't far in the each nine months ago either, or however many months ago to come up with right, six exactly. months, three months ago. Right. So, a lot of questions. I de- you are definitely a therapist. <laughs> therapist, uh, no, no, therapists ask questions. They Aberrated do. people, they mm-hmm. already know what it is before they even inquire about anything. Mm-hmm. I always need more information. Yeah, uh, more questions. I think that's good. My 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 take on that. Be the God-fearing woman that you are. You accept that. But y'all seen Fences with Denzel? Seen what now? Y'all seen Fences? I did see Fences with you Denzel. remember yes, at the I end, did. Denzel said, she made me feel good. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes indeed. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Y'all, he also y'all, let him know y'all some professionals. she was going to with him, but he gained a child, but he lost his wife. She yeah. stayed there, mm. but she said, that's dead. You can't get no more wifely stuff for me. I'll take care of this child because you made it and that other woman died, but you lost your wife. Ooh. All right. We ready to move on to the next yeah. one? Yeah. Right. Move it on. That's deep. Dear DC, my boss is super fine, intelligent, and successful. I can tell he's interested in me as well as I am with him. I started looking into other jobs as I would like to get into a relationship with him. I'm happy with my current position. So am I stupid to be switching jobs to see if we'll work it out or should I date him while he's my boss? Oh yeah, brother Timothy, you, you kick it off. Man, you're doing pretty good. (laughs) Well, you got, I look at it like this career advancement should be based on your merits. Mm not based on a casting couch, not based on you trying to curry, you know, curry favors from somebody just because, because if, if she, you're, she, she worried about career advancement, she just want to 
She just want her boss. She she want her boss in a different way. And I think she wants to see where it goes and not have the conflict of interest. Well, choices got to be made. And once right. again, okay, as the pseudo-therapist in me, I have to ask more questions. Oh, yeah. Get it. Okay, like, let's ask the questions. Let's break it down. What, what questions you got? Well, I mean, I want to know where they where, where they work, how like how long they've been doing it. Is she in a junior or senior uh, level position? Are they working? Is she like a temp secretary? She's and he's happy like with her current company? position. She's happy with her current position. What's her position? That's a therapist. Because that matters. Okay. That matters. All right, all right. We don't know. That matters. Because, look, in the military, there's a thing called fraternization. Officers are not allowed to commingle with the enlisted because if and the that's man, why she's thinking about leaving her position. Are they date? They're dating, right? She says she. Um, they want to date. She wants to get into a relationship with him. So well, she I don't mean, even know. She don't even know. I don't, it, it looks like she don't even know. She just know he's fine, intelligent, and successful. She can tell. She can tell he's interested in him as she well. Can't tell she can't tell nothing. She's going to quit a job, go somewhere else to date him, and he's like, I ain't interested in you like that. That's why I think she should just let him smash or do what he's going to do, and if it don't no, work no, out, hey, just keep hey, his hey, mouth hey. shut. Keep her mouth <laughs> shut. No, Honestly. You need therapy. Nope, you need therapy. You can't just smash. Well, that's, that's just a figure of speech. <laughs> okay, listen. It's superficial. You, you can't just, I mean, no. You see why we work, Sean? Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm saying if that happens, that's a defining moment in the relationship. I have a long way to go. Mm. I'm, I'm, so why should he make any further investments in this cow if he's getting the free milk? Oh, yeah. But that's what I'm saying, though. Don't buy the cow if you give away the milk for free. That's what my grandma used to yeah, say. Right. I understand all that. All I'm saying is let him have the milk. And if. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. That's not a good idea. Nope. Not a bad, not a good idea. Sean, you're fired. Okay. Listen, <laughs> <if that's, laughs> Hang on. I don't want ahead, my. Don't judge that based on his answer. That was not a good. That was okay. not a very good right. answer. Okay. What say ye? Huh? Oh, wait, no, Sean. She got to oh, say you, what oh, she my. can as a. Well, there first of all, I'd like to know, like, um, more questions. Yeah, I, I do. I definitely need more information on this. Like, is there a human resources policy against dating your boss? Right? Like, how mu- how much trouble are we looking at? Is it worth it? Like, what makes you so attracted to him? Is he just hot? Because it's not worth giving up That's your career because he's good looking. He's super fine, intelligent. Yeah, and I mean, there's successful. lots of super fine people out there. Yeah. So what I, age? I, and she's willing to look into other jobs. But for what? Yeah. She's happy where she's at. Should and so I, I would do I would do a lot more um self-worth, you know, like self-confidence type of activities with her as her therapist. Like, why are you so willing to give up everything because this dude's hot and to smash? Right. That's a good question. Right. <laughs> that's that's just a figure of speech. Yeah. I mean, but that's what it is. You actually smash right. any potential of them having a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and and your career path or what you like in life is only as important as the dude you're trying to bang. I don't I'm not buying it. Okay. All right. One more. Yeah. Hey, uh uh-uh. uh. Where are you coming up with this shit? I told you <laughs> six brown chicks on Twitter. They out of Chicago. Oh, every oh, Wednesday. Oh, oh. Every okay, Wednesday. I got you. you know what? I got you know what? Okay. Every I got, I got, Wednesday. I got, okay. 
I got you. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Now that, that gives me a little better perspective. Go ahead. Next. Okay. Uh, okay. This, 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 this is, this is 4th of July fireworks, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Okay. You gonna cut? No, no, no. 4th of July fireworks. Okay. I got you. Uh, he was engaged when we met and mm-hmm. I didn't know if he would go through with the wedding. I mm-hmm. fell in love three months later. He told me he was not getting married and wanted to be with me. I revealed I was pregnant. We were happy. Then he ignored me for two days. Uh, Part two, I text him nonstop. Then his brother called me back. Sorry to tell you, he overdosed. I was depressed. I had a miscarriage. A full year later, I found out he's alive and happily married. Now he's texting me again. I still love him, and I still want his baby. Advice. You don't know what I want. You don't know. You don't want to know what I want. <laughs> 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 hey, you know, man, listen. Your self-esteem can't be so low mm. until you have no standards. John Gray wrote a book called Men Are From Mars. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was, that was that. You know what? You you want to answer that? I got another one that's probably a more more sensible one. Oh, maybe she want to chime in on. You want to chime in, Shana, or take you a know, chance? You know, I I one hundred percent agree. I think that. I mean, you've been through some traumatic stuff. You can't, you don't even know if you love him or you love the idea of him or you love the idea of the fact that you missed him and that you lost a baby by him. Like there's a lot of other things that you need to think about. And I think that, you know, definitely as, as your therapist, we would dig through all of that because you can't make, you can't make a decision that you still love him. I mean, this man still did. Yeah, He lied. I mean, he's, that's a map. He, he's alive. Like yeah. you just thought he died, right. and then the, you know you like. There's a lot of stuff you <laughs> got to work through one. there. Yeah, that's that, that's that's a Paul Bunyan yeah, right she, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a lot. As, right. as, as, as like my home girl, wow. I got a home girl named Delcia. She said, "Hey, wait now, can you tell it? Can yeah, you say this? yeah." She said, okay, uh, "Tell him and her to report to the dumpster and let me light the light it on fire." <laughs> <laughs> and and fill it up with gas, and I'll just strike it with a match. That that's trash, ain't it? That is trash. Okay, this is a good one. This is a good one. This we going home after this one. I was gonna say you keep putting that stuff in your head. Your therapist's gonna be able to get no, a whole no, house no. for you. <laughs> I did it on purpose. <laughs> for the last four years, I've helped my husband host and facilitate large group trips. I've accompanied Mm -hmm. him on many of these trips, but within the past year, he's expressed his concern with me going. His reasoning is that he views these trips as business trips. And so my being there is a distraction. There are activities planned, such as beach games, concerts, parties, etc. It's at an all-inclusive resort, and there is an open bar. Basically, it's fun and lively party. My husband no longer wants me tagging along on his business trips. What does this mean? Mm. Hey, he needs space sometimes. Okay, now, now, now. What you think, brother? You, 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 what you think? And asked and answered. <laughs> Say that again. Ask 
and answered. You have asked and answered the question. Well, once again, the questions. You know, anytime you're in a relationship, you don't want to give yourself up. You don't want to totally just, mm. you know, just parasite yourself so much onto somebody else until you lose your own individual identity. You can still be in a relationship with somebody but still maintaining a strong sense of self. Now, why didn't why didn't he want to go? Why didn't he want her to go? What does she do when she gets there? Is she, I mean, does she like co-mingle with the rest of the group? Or does she sit to the side and wonder, you know, when is this going to end? So, I don't presuppose that he's that's, I guess, necessarily doing something or doing the obvious or cheating or messing around. I don't want her to be around. That that may be it. Or it may be the case where, you know, just it's different when she's there. But You're, you're like a real therapist yeah. now. It's a lot of questions. Yeah. I think we have yep. a new career path for you. Uh, I'd rather make the money. <laughs> You'd rather put the floors in to the therapy places I'll put and do the, the construction I'd rather, work. I'd rather get the person, get my guide. <laughs> that way I can, you know, listen to y'all. I uh, think this um, I definitely would, I would want to know what changed. You know, why Why was it okay in the beginning? And then, uh, you know, kind of along with what you said, you know, does she act a fool when she's there? Does she embarrass him? Does she ask too many questions? Does she interfere? You know, what, what is the reasoning behind these business trips? Are they to get to know people and, and he feels smothered by her? I also, you know, as, as if I were a couples therapist or one-on-one, like what does their marriage look like now versus when she first started going? Does she see other areas of concern? Is there other things, you know, going on that maybe weren't the same? So, again, Hello? a more series of questions. I can barely hear you. Oh, you can't hear us? Can you, can you hear us? I mean, I got the audio. We good. Okay, can, I can hear you. Can you, can you, hear us? Can you hear us? Okay. Yeah. It was kind of in and out. I, I caught part of it. All right. Well, I figure I just, uh, so that, that was, that was a guy he had, uh, over 700 comments. So of course they range from sounds like he has other motives. He's cheating. That excuse makes absolutely no sense. Mm. She's messing up the money. I'm almost positive if the money was at risk, he'd just say that. He couldn't argue back. His explanation, definitely a non-explanation, which means he's lying. Um, you may not know how to act when you're there. It is business. So I think I'm not a therapist. My answer is probably I'm not a therapist. But I still, you know. I just thought that would be a fun way to end the Yeah, the, the for sure. <laughs> gotcha. And then now, whose who, who, uh, podcast was this? This is Seven seven Chicks and a, a six. Mic. Would you <laughs> six Brown Chicks. We're going to have to work oh, on your listening skills if you're going to be a therapist. Six Brown Chicks. Let me... <laughs> six Brown Chicks. I got you. I, I, got, I, I got it now. I got an image of... Gotcha. That's pretty got cool. So that's like their podcast is like a Dear Abby. Women, women's lifestyle bloggers featured featured on Ayana Fix My Life. They're on IG. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're out of Chicago. And I mean, yeah. Six brown chicks, Damon DC Clark. He he kind of like the, the 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 male dear Abby, you know, just 
What do you make of a 38-year-old man in a relationship with a 22-year-old woman that he's known since he was 10? Is it only an issue because he knew her as a little girl? That's one of the questions. Uh, uh, I've been dating my boyfriend for two years, and although he recently proposed and I said yes, I'm serious rethinking it. When we met, I had the perfect body for him, very curvy and thick, but still fit and average size. After our first year together, I gained 15, 20 pounds, after which I could tell a change of level of passion between us. The problem is that he's very insensitive about the issue. He makes negative comments about how my body looks, and every chance he gets, he breaks his neck to look at other females who have a body type like his. My question is, is this no more relationship issue, or should I move on? Just, you know. It sounds like that's probably more of her issues about gaining weight than it is his. He probably doesn't even view it like she does. Yeah. But she's insecure about it, so yeah. she makes it his stuff. Yeah, you know what? Now that makes a lot of sense because we project how we feel oh, about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And other people mirror. Mm-hmm. Just a mirror. I mean, you, they may not even be thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, confidence, you can make anybody, you can believe that anybody thinks anything if that's what you think. You know, you yeah. can, because you're always looking to validate yourself so if you feel like you know you look terrible now or you've gained a bunch of weight you're looking to to believe that everybody thinks that yeah so yeah so i just got those questions i figured that would be a nice way to take us all super fun kenneth that was great yeah that was good that was great that was good stuff that was good positive that was good i liked it yeah it's good y'all sure oh totally sure (laughs) i'm telling you hello man for real Hey, so Shauna, I gotta after every after every session when we get through, you always ask me a question. So I'm gonna ask you the same question. Okay. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel really good. I think that um, you know, I hope that but everyone, you know, listening takes this just as, as my opinion or my experiences and I'm by no means, you know, like uh my word is the only word because that's not the case. But I just hope that if anyone, you know, out there has thoughts or has questions, you know, they can contact you guys, any mental health professional locally or or even myself. And hopefully that some someone out there will get something from this. And so I feel good. That's good. Yeah. Let me get my caveat disclaimer too then. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, brother. This was a very hey. Nope, this was a very good show. I think it was wonderful, good dialogue, good energy. I think it was wonderful. All right, brother. And uh, again, thank you very much for taking the time out of your time visiting with your family, your mom in particular. Uh, Happy belated birthday. Yes, Um, happy birthday, mom. And uh, bring some of that warm weather back. Got it. And Enjoy the rest of your time with family. That's awesome. I know that's right. Shoot. Enjoy this time. And listen, while I'm here, I am here. When I'm there, I'm yes. there. I don't call Be me. present. Be present. Yeah, I'm, I'm tapping the table. Like they said in Scientology, Dianetic. Hey, come to present time. I'm tapping the table. I'm present. I'm here while I'm here. And when I'm there, I'll be there. That All is right. amazing. And thank you to listeners again for joining us. Uh, we love to give you good content. We hope you enjoy this episode. It'll drop. Uh, the day before Thanksgiving, uh, happy Thanksgiving. We wanted to do this because in my therapy sessions, my therapist, Ms. Shauna Waller, has explained <laughs> that this is the time of year where if you do kind of get a little, well, you can kind of explain that. Sure. 
Uh, I always call it a funk. I think the word depression or anxiety can be scary to people. So if at any time seasonal affect disorder is a real thing, and so a lot of times when we're not able to go outside or spend time in the sunlight, feel the heat on our face, um, a lot of us do experience kind of that that seasonal funk. And then when those credit card bills come in from the holidays, <laughs> also can yeah. be a, a very tough time. So, you know, just keep in mind, if you notice things feel a little different than they normally do, just check yourself, kind of check yourself before you wreck yourself type thing. Okay. Uh-oh. And that's why we wanted to do this at this time. So, again, thank you very much. This Black Coffee, No Sugar, No Cream podcast, K-N-O-W. Got to know the sugar and know the cream. And we are everywhere where podcasts can be listened to, most notably SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Music Play, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeart, Stitcher, you name it, we there. Go Bing, Google, put it in the search engine, Black Coffee, No Sugar, No Cream. This is episode 35. We are signing out until next time. May peace be unto you and take us home in the Arabic language, my brother. Assalamu alaikum. Peace. Peace.